0: The Inside Vegas Podcast on the Sports Gaming Podcast Network is brought to you by MyBookie. MyBookie.ag is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gaming Podcast Network and the Inside Vegas Podcast. Enter promo code SGP50 for a 50% deposit bonus today. We're also brought to you by Oddshark. Get tips from the shipping computer as well as expert writing staff as well as data-driven editorial content that you cannot and will not find anywhere else. Give them a follow on Twitter at Oddshark and check them out online at oddshark.com. back. Welcome into the Inside Vegas podcast. Today is December 21st and a Friday. Hopefully you guys are enjoying what will likely be your last commute, your last day at work before you get to take some time off for the holidays, for the Christmas season. Enjoy time with friends and family and all that. And hopefully as well, you guys are enjoying what last episodes uh, brought to you guys, which was basically tips, uh, tricks, trends uh, t- for having a profitable 2018 bowl season. Um... It's been a lot of favorites as that have been coming in uh, during this the beginning of bowl season. The old moniker is usually uh, underdogs early, favorites late, pre New Year's Eve. Uh, not looking so great. Um, thankfully, we were able to get you to the window cashed out with Arizona State under uh, fifty four and a half. Eastern Michigan, um, but a couple other ones in there. The, the specific plays posted up on the podcast page uh, definitely <laughs> struggled. Um, no other way to say it. As favorite large favorites came in and uh, in cleaned house, and when we're looking to you know fade the public, play contrarian. I look for those type of angles. Uh, generally, uh, favorites winning and blowing out aren't going to be up our alley. But as always, everything will regress. Uh, and hopefully you are enjoying the ball season uh, kind of chase play. That's probably been one of the best angles to attack. Uh, that one, I believe, has gone eight and two. Um, and again, those two losses do count as minus 3.3. But if you've only played the second half total, if the first half total went under without a pregame position, believe that is now 8-2, uh, two, two lane. And there was one more in there that was app state, uh, where the two losers, everyone else, including last night, uh, with the Marshall game, a winner. So hopefully you guys are enjoying that profitable. Um, one it's, that's probably one of the best angles, uh, to attack. So hopefully you guys are enjoying that bull angle. Um, without a doubt, again, uh, I believe I said seven and two overall, if you're just playing the second half unders, if the to- first half total, uh, goes over the number. And again, that is, uh, the trend, the sample size for that trend is very large. It's traditionally done very, very well for a lot of years. Um, but it is is only up until pre-new year's eve so if you are playing that system make sure you you put that to an end effectively uh december 31st um but let's kind of get into these games we're going to again be using the same principles as the first model Taking a look at all the games, basically up until uh, December. We'll cover December twenty eighth, I believe that is. No, that'll be. We'll be able to cover the twenty eighth on the next week's show on next Friday. Um, so we'll we'll leave out Auburn, Purdue, Syracuse, West Virginia, Iowa State, Washington. Maybe we'll get those in there, but that'll be kind of the cutoff point. Um, so uh, again, not a ton, as is usually the case uh, with pre New Year's Eve bowl games in terms of name value. We will be going over Florida International, Toledo, BYU, Western Michigan, Wake Forest, Memphis, Houston, and Army, Buffalo, Troy, Louisiana Tech, Hawaii. Uh, Boston College and Boise State, Minnesota, Georgia Tech, TCU Cal, Duke Temple, Miami, Florida, uh, against Wisconsin, Vandy versus Baylor, uh, and we'll probably throw in a couple talk a little bit about the the uh, three games on the twenty eighth just because there's a little bit more star star power in there in Auburn Purdue, Hughes, uh, West Virginia, Iowa State, Washington State, and probably dabble in the the markets of uh, the college playoff at least. A first look, and of course, we will break down uh, the upcoming NFL slate as always. So as we break into this, uh, let's start with the first game, which is going to be Toledo and Florida International in the Bahamas Bowl. This will be 9.30 a.m., so maybe game on in unison if you're taking uh, an extended vacation, maybe taking the Friday off, get, get yourself a nice long weekend there. As this total sits now, big news out of, out of this game, essentially starting quarterback for Florida International out with an injury. Um, and the total has since plummeted in this game. Was able to grab some 62 at open all the way down to essentially uh, 57. Uh, James Morgan, quarterback out of FIU, who's going to be out here. Toledo currently sits, again, moved from about a three and a half, uh, four-point favorite out to seven, total dipping from 62 all the way down to 57 as well. Uh, And this is kind of um, the that's the issue. I'm, I'm not going to bury the lead here. The starting quarterback for FIU is obviously out spread reflects that. Um, you got to decide if it's kind of an overcorrection or undercorrection. I will say as well, Mac, uh, as we touched on Mac has done so poorly, uh, NIU again, uh, losing, although Ohio did come through, uh, if you bet them against San Diego state. So just going to make the decision on what kind of, uh, long game you want to play when it comes to the Mac. Toledo is a very, very good team, uh, explosive offense. Um, not, again, all things being relative to where they play in the Mac defense leaves a little bit to be desired. Something of a big 12 version. Um, you know, the max big 12 version is kind of how I would let you think of Toledo, kind of a, a very, very poor man's Oklahoma. Um, and FIU, uh, quietly a very solid, uh, season third, uh, eight and four in conference USA East. Um, to me, uh, This one, I'm really not going to overthink here. Uh, Starting quarterback out for FIU, total has reflect that. You would have to decide if it's an overcorrection. I I think Toledo's offense is going to be a little bit too much here. So I'm going to be going uh, kind of, you know, And when you look at this as well, um, FIU was a very popular public underdog. And as I stated with Middle Tennessee State, uh, public underdogs oftentimes have fleas, as was the case with Middle Tennessee State, despite the narrative of the the head coach quarterback uh, son combo. Obviously, not enough there. And again, public underdogs notoriously have fleas. And as we look at the bet splits, uh, trying to plug this into our model here, Florida International currently receiving 61% of spread bets. Toledo sitting at that 40 uh, range, which is right in our sweet spot. As we talked about uh, on, on the last show, talking about you know contrarian dogs and how profitable it has been to uh, fade them. Uh, going up uh, in bulls. So this is, uh, this is a play written all over it for us here. Uh, again, hopefully um, the line move doesn't scare you too much here, but the best splits, everything here points to a Toledo runaway win. Again, this is, um, we did a mailbag episode. One thing that a very good and valid question that was brought up was, you know, when a, a bet split is at, uh, you know, a, a spread number or percentage wise is that say, you know, 61% on Florida international. Is that at uh, minus four where the number was, is that where, uh, you know, it is at minus seven. What does that number represent? And it, it doesn't matter. Um, all that is saying is whether it be at four, whether that be at six, seven, wherever the number is right now, currently again, uh, right at seven, it's saying that there is a spread written, a spread ticket uh, written on FIU or on Toledo at whatever number it is. It's not to say that those are, um, you know, kind of, it doesn't differentiate from where the uh, number is. So again, all things being considered, they're definitely going to be riding, uh, for again, for the purposes of this model, um, kind of model driven show, let me bring up what the 40%, uh, was where we're going to get a, uh, Toledo squad here. So underdogs receiving less than 40%, one twenty-three and 88 plus 28 units. Again, obviously not incorporating for what's been this year, uh, with, Toledo. So let's start with Toledo minus the seven fading the FI, FI News And, and really do like that under, I know it got steamed a ton as well as, as, kind of a bonus here, uh, Western Michigan in BYU. If you're in any type of confidence pool play, uh, this is probably the number one, my number one play, one of the largest spreads on the board at 12 and a half it's down around 13 and a half, 14, uh, for BYU, obviously talking, you know, straight up and everything. And again, this is the famous Idaho potato bowl. I believe this is on the Smurf turf as well. Um, in Boise, yeah, it is, always in the um, Idaho Potato Bowl. Uh, BYU uh, in Western Michigan. Western Michigan, God, uh, it seems like forever since P.J. Fleck was there, rowing the boat, Corey Davis and company. Uh, and BYU limping into a um, a bowl game here at 6-6, six and six, and it just kind of goes to show you the disparity here. And this is one I am going to fade the map because I believe BYU is the type of school where you never really have to worry about motivation, and motivation always the biggest concern when it comes to um, – you know, bowls and everything like that, as we'll get on, as we'll talk about in a couple other of these, especially, um, in the next day slate on the 22nd. Uh, so as we look at the best split, seeing what kind of fits into our model here, Western Michigan currently receiving 60% of against the spread. Love that BYU at 41 laying the big number, another public underdog here. Absolutely perfect for us. So again, for the, for the, um, Uh, Kind of purposes of this model on the show, we're going to be riding with uh, another big favorite here in BYU. So again, we have Toledo minus seven in BYU laying a lot of chalk uh, uh, again on this day uh, as you're listening to this on the 21st. So like it there a lot. Next on the 22nd, Wake Forest versus Memphis. What bull is this? So funny uh, when you pose, you know, people look at the Cheez-It Bowl or, or whatever it is. Uh, this is the Birmingham Bowl. Memphis currently sitting as a minus three favorite Wake Forest uh, at Wake Forest, and 73 is the total, again, in a very early kick at 9 a.m. Honestly, don't have a ton here. When we look at this, there's not going to be much in the way of, um, you know, what could fit into our model here as far as conferences, uh, stuff to back, ticket splits. This is a very uh, evenly backed uh, game when it comes to a side perspective here. 51% of the tickets on Wake Forest, Memphis, so not going to be anything side. In total, here. Memphis, obviously, without their star running back, uh, I have zero doubt they will find somebody that we have not heard of that step in and continue the long lineage uh, of backs there. Total sitting at 73. Memphis is a team I have not been able to figure out all year. When I zig, they zag. When I bet on them, uh, they don't show up. And I'm not talking side and total. Though. I usually get like to get in Memphis involved uh, in Memphis games via a team total, you know, Memphis team total over or an over, uh, altogether. And when I bet on them on team total over, they put up 10 points. Uh, when I don't touch them, they put up 60 themselves. So Memphis is a team that's been blacklisted by me largely. Uh, so I'm not going to get in, involved here. Sire total. Um, I mean, getting my head lean towards the over in a Memphis game, always 73, the armed forces bowl, take a little bit of steam here, Houston, uh, in the, at all over less, um, Quarterback situation, uh starting quarterback like not to play for Houston. Army currently sitting as a minus five point favorite. Again, it's the Armed Forces bowl. Uh Army, obviously their most notorious game this year. Uh, maybe outside of of gambling circles in the Army Navy game and the and the unders and all that was obviously taking Oklahoma to overtime. Uh look, you never have to worry about motivation in a bowl with a team like Army. It's a military institution, it's a military school. Uh motivation is not something you have to worry about, and that is almost good enough. Uh, on its preface uh, to get a, a bet from me uh, for Army minus the five, you compound that with the fact that Houston has just so many issues when it comes to they have so many guys effectively sitting out a little bit of a victim of their own success in recruiting uh in Houston right now, quarterback sitting out at Oliver potential top three pick uh' likely not to play as well Houston I don't think wants anything to do with playing the triple option getting cut down all day uh and again, this is I don't think this is you know necessarily Houston's coaching staff and if they get blown out they're going to say that this is you know uh, you know how do you lose to to an NFBS independent i think that Houston just a little bit of a victim of their own success and they have guys looking to the next level uh in their own success when it comes to recruiting uh, so to me, this is all day um, on its, you know, on its surface again. Also, I uh, would lean towards the under, much like the Oklahoma series. This is going to be a lot of, uh, this is going to be a typical Army game, in my opinion, a lot of four to 10-yard runs, four to, no, not even, four to six-yard runs, keeping chains moving, keeping this Houston offense off the off the field here. Uh, and this should be a pretty nice under, but definitely leaving, uh, with Army. Army is getting 76% of his tickets. A lot of people are going with this narrative here. And there's just, to me, public public bias CSI we've seen a lot of these public t- uh teams come in here there's no way I can back uh Houston in this spot if you are scared off by the army 76 percent um I would definitely tell you to, to go towards the under um but as well as um, let me bring that up with that total is over under 80 percent on the under as well so if you're looking for a, a purely contrarian fade you're going to go Houston in the over uh if you're looking for um what is most likely to happen despite the public per- public uh, perception in my opinion it's army in the under here maybe tease it um but those would be my my. We're uh, gonna go with Army for Army minus the five uh, for the purposes of this show. Buffalo and Troy. Buffalo probably the the best team to not be a conference champion. Um, uh, despite blowing, and you can look at that two ways. Um, the MAC title game against NIU. One is a, a miraculous comeback by NIU. Other is Buffalo absolutely uh, losing that game. Um, and so I think a lot of this 58% of tickets are on Troy and Buffalo sitting at 42%. Buffalo currently a minus one and a half point favorite against Troy total sitting at 49 and a half in the dollar general Bowl at 4 PM Vegas time in mobile, Alabama. A lot of people are going to get on, especially, especially if West Virginia gets blown out the way that I think they will. I think a lot of people are going to be lining up to fade the Mac. Um, and I would just be very wary. Buffalo is probably the best team in the Mac conference champion or not. Um, so, uh, when we look at this bet split here again, one more time, 58% to 42% for the purposes of our model, 83% of the money as well is also on Troy which would be a little bit indicative of some sharper money. Um, if you like Buffalo, I would wait until, uh, what I believe Western Michigan will be a, a no show in that game. Not even no show. Just, I think BYU is so much better on all facets of football. I think people are going to be lining up to be, to bet, uh, against Buffalo. So if, if you like Troy, I would definitely grab them now. Um, and Buffalo, 42%. So another public underdog. You know, again, only a point, point point half for Troy as well. Uh, Louisiana Tech and Hawaii, Hawaii, Hawaii Bowl, Aloha Stadium. I don't have much here. I, I just don't. You never know what, what version of Hawaii you're going to get. This is on the island. Uh, Louisiana Tech, you know, the narrative is going to be there in Hawaii. They're looking to party. Looking to do all that type of stuff that is what you do not want a bowl team to be doing here. It's Hawaii on their home field, effectively laying a point. I think it's going to be what a lot of people are looking gonna be looking at here. I just can't trust this Hawaii team. You never know what version you're going to be get, you're going to get. This team was world beaters, um, probably the most undervalued team in the marketplace the first couple of weeks became drastically overvalued. Uh, bookmakers really not sure what to do uh, with this Hawaii team. And it's kind of showing in this bowl here, effectively making a pick on their home field. So uh, Louisiana Tech, 54%, um, and Hawaii getting uh, 46%. 73% of the money of the money is on Louisiana Tech, again, and to get above probably some uh, higher bet size tickets on Louisiana Tech. Total sitting at 61 Again, Hawaii, a one-point favorite there. Not much there. Wednesday, uh, move to after Christmas. We I think we have a couple-day break in there. Yeah, it's December, Saturday, December 22nd, all the way out to December 26th as we – a little bit of a, a half-point move here as uh, recording this. 10.30 a.m. on the 26th, we have the first responder bowl. Boston College against number 25, Boise State. And Boise State laying a nice two on the ro- – or not even on the road, but Boise yeah in a neutral, laying two points to, to BC on a neutral. Um, 56 is where the total sits here. If um, BC were to lose this game, this would effectively be, I believe, the third straight uh, seven and six season for Steve Adazio in Boston College. BC has a, a little bit of a soft spot in my heart, get, in my heart getting a, um, a nice over six season win total to the window here in uh, Boise State. Ranked at number 25, a little bit of a disappointing season. A lot of people had them effectively running away with the Mountain West. and I don't think a lot of people saw Utah State and Fresno coming, especially me. Um, so a little bit of a disappointment uh, to the end of Boise season for sure. Uh, but a respectable 10-3 in the Mountain West, and Boise kind of does what Boise does, and they're always there. Uh, when you look to handicap this, Boise has a stud running back for, for sure here. Um, but this is kind of what Boston College's game is. If they want to line it up, uh, run A.J. Dillon. Uh, Dillon should be healthy for the first time in a very long time with effectively the, the month off to prepare for this game. I'm gonna uh, well, uh, with this little bit of a point, uh, half point move. Boise State was at minus two and a half consensus around the marketplace, uh, so that hook disappearing. Uh, when it comes to um, Boise State, if, if you're on that side, and get to the bet splits here, really split down the middle here. Boston College, fifty-two percent uh, of uh, against the spread t- uh, tickets, forty-eight percent for Boise, seventy-four percent for BC. When it comes to the money, um, so some higher number of tickets, being higher number of bet sizes uh, being written on Boston College. When Boise gets in these situations, they had a, a an opportunity to really make a statement this year. I believe it was against Oklahoma State, and uh, really fell flat on their face. And I think that that's something that is, you know, when these teams, the UCFs of the world, Boise State is one, Fresno. These uh, group of five schools that go out there and then they start to play some bigger name talent. Um, they're largely inflated um, because the public narrative is certainly there that they're just as good. They can hang with anybody. Uh, and so you usually it's a pretty good time to, you know, despite your feelings, put your feelings aside and to fade these teams because you're getting such a short number because they're a little bit overvalued by the public. Uh, not the case here is Boise state again, about a 50, 50 bet, uh, bet split, but you know, people effectively like to root for the smaller schools, like to root for the Boise's, the Fresno's of the world, the UCF's of the world, uh, that we'll get to in a, in a nice spot against LSU down the line here in, in their bowl as well. Uh, I would lay with, or I'm sorry, I would take the points with BC. Uh, I didn't know that two and a half, that hook had disappeared as it had written down here as effectively plus two. I was probably going to buy the hook to plus three at a minus minus one twenty If that was out there, if there was one that was out there generically, uh, as well. But BC, definitely my preferred side here. Uh, I just think that they want to kind of, I think that the, an eight and five season is a lot better than a seven and six season. I think Adasio you know, knows that. Um, and I just think that, again, Boise State, when they step up competition time after time, have have somewhat failed uh, since the Ian Thomas days of proposing in the Statue of Liberty play and all that. Boise is always going to hang around. They're always going to be bad teams, um, but this is a bigger step up competition. Uh, AJ Dillon is one of the best runners uh, in college football, bar none. Boise State also has another stalwart there for sure. But to me, um, if you're gonna Boise shouldn't be laying uh points here. There should probably be a pick um points much more valuable in college. So BC plus two and a half uh will be the play there. There's still some two and a half definitely out there in the marketplace. So just check with your book. Minnesota and Georgia Tech in the quick lane bowl. 215 Vegas start. T- total sits at 57 and a half. Georgia Tech laying minus five and a half. This game was a, I believe like a two-point. Um, two-point opener here. Minnesota, big story here. So uh, let me preface this by saying this. Georgia Tech, 70% of bets, not surprising here. Minnesota at 30. Yeah, so this game effectively opened minus three and a half, three around the marketplace, depending on where you, um, what book they use for your openers here. Minnesota, I believe they have five or six players uh, suspended for this game. Guys sitting out. Minnesota is just not in a great place when it comes to uh, personnel-wise for this game. You couple that with the fact that it's Georgia Tech, and when you look at this, traditionally uh, in bowls or standalone primetime games or teams off a of bye, whenever you have extra rest to prepare for a triple option, I've said it time and time again on this podcast, you have uh, a distinct advantage. Um, with that being said, much like a team like Houston, it takes a lot of effort, a lot of those big, ugly guys up front, um, moving around, getting chopped, blocked. You are beat up after you face a triple option team. It doesn't matter if it's Army, if it's Navy, if it's Tulane, if it's Georgia Tech. It doesn't matter. Georgia Southern, throw them in there, sure. It is uh, a physical, physical process to get off those blocks. Uh, and so there is a narrative here where I'm there is not one person I don't want Minnesota. Um, and so when you look at this, Minnesota receiving less than 30% of tickets over the last five years, that blindly bet is 35 and 19 plus 14 uh, units. So if you want to play contrarian, um, Again, it's a little bit of a weird scenario because it's a little bit of the Houston Army uh, narrative, only flip-flopped. Uh, I just don't know how much motivation uh, Minnesota has here. i you going to say it's a motivation factor. Uh, much like Houston, they do not have the matchup the, with everyone they have on suspension, uh, the personnel to really match up with this triple option. Uh, but you are facing, again, 70% of bet splits uh, of your side. TCU and Cal game I actually do have a really strong opinion on. Love this game. Um, this is the Cheez-It Bowl. As I touched on before, Cal has moved from effectively a pick to a minus one in the marketplace. A low, low total sitting at a nice big 12 total, as I like to call them, sitting at 38 and a half. Whew, TCU, man, 6-6, six and six, a very disappointing season for Gary Patterson, and they do not tend to have losing seasons out there in TCU. Cal certainly surprised some folks. Um another soft spot in my ha- my heart for going over their win total. Not a lot was effectively, you know, uh, uh expected from Cal. Came out and had a nice season, fell off towards the end for sure. Um you know, 5th in the Pac-12 at 7 and 5, but again, not a lot was expected from them after losing after 2 years ago. They have, you know, wildly um underachieved a little bit. TCU uh this here's the deal. Cal's um Offense is probably statistically a little bit better, or I'm sorry, a little bit worse than TCU. I have no idea how TCU is going to let uh, score the ball, let alone you know, move the ball, let alone score on this Cal defense. Uh, TCU has had issues offensively all year, and this this Cal defense, uh, when you look at what they have done from a schedule perspective, uh, effectively, I mean, they held uh, Stanford to 23. I know they have issues kind of scoring points, which is you know, Cal has been a, a somewhat of a, just because their totals are somewhat uh, inflated here. Arizona held at twenty four points. UCLA, thirty seven was kind of the outlier here. Oregon State seven points. I mean Washington, uh, twelve to twelve to ten was probably you know the highlight of their season. They've held some good offenses in check with this defense and a lot better ones uh, than TCU. Uh, So to me, uh, this is take the short uh, number here in the Cheese It Bowl. Um, Cal minus one. Pick whatever you can get out there. uh, In contention for for the best bet for the week. As we move on down to the uh, Independence Bowl, Temple at Duke. Temple, four-point favorites. Duke, total sitting at 54.5. I really don't have much here. Um, look, Duke, 54%, 46% of the bets for Temple. Again, motivation's a huge factor. I just don't know how much either of these teams really care to be here. I- I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I have a huge angle on a game um, when I break this one down, um, just because it's so much more than X's and O's to me when it comes to bowl season. I really don't have much here, so I'm not even going to offer much insight in the Temple Duke game. Miami and Wisconsin. This is a who had the more disappointing season, and kind of what, you know, when we look at this from where these two teams last year to be playing in, in the new era Pinstripe Bowl, I believe this one's always at Yankee Stadium. Uh, Miami sitting at minus three point favorite, Wisconsin total sitting at 47.5. Here's some, you want to talk about some ticket disparity. I believe this is one of the biggest splits, uh, if not the the biggest split, I believe, outside of AM and and NC State here. Wisconsin, very, very trendy underdog. Uh, I mean, a Wisconsin team that is sitting as a plus three with 80% of tickets. And if you think public underdogs have fleas, this one may need to get put down here. When we look at this last year, where both these teams were, um, you know, when you look at the outliers and what made them successful last year versus what uh, didn't this year for Miami, I'm sure you saw the turnover train. Uh, That was a very real thing created in that culture uh, for that team. And their turnover differential was absolutely out of this world for what they did last year or I'm sorry. Yeah. Last year. Uh, it was unsustainable, despite the fact that how bad they, they were ball hawking, looking for, you know, to be caught on TV with that turnover chain. Uh, it was just their turnover differential. I don't have it right in front of me, that it was far and away uh, the best of college football. Wisconsin, uh, to me, frankly, was a, a proponent of probably the easiest schedule uh, in the Big Ten, let alone. Uh, The Big Ten West, let alone uh, in their division, they got some great scheduling spots. They faced absolutely no one. I believe they didn't get Penn State or Michigan. They got uh, whatever, whichever one they didn't, uh, they got them at home uh, off a really tough spot for that team. Uh, So to me, um, look... Miami is heading to New York and Yankee Stadium. That is going for that is a bunch of Miami kids going up to the cold. Wisconsin definitely used to that, uh, but to me, Wisconsin was always the worser of these two teams. Uh, they just were the benefit, you know, the beneficiaries of a much easier schedule. While Miami just kind of regressed in their turnover differential because that stat is impossible to keep up. It's largely built on variance and randomness here. Again, uh, looking to fade this eighty percent of, of tickets all day long uh, on Wisconsin. So let's go with Miami laying the points here. And I think that's that's pretty much gonna do it as we lead up to yeah, because Friday at ten thirty we'll be able to uh cover that one on cover those sets of bowl games on the next podcast. I'll touch on them really briefly here. Purdue and just kind of you know, random fire quick thoughts here. I think it's this kind of self-explanatory. Uh Purdue and Auburn in the Music City Bowl. Auburn currently sitting as a minus three and a half point favorite, and that's for one reason. And that's a name value. Purdue has the much better talent. Um so excited to be in this bowl. I don't think Auburn. I think Auburn had some some dreams of better things this year. Uh, and this is the epitome of an Auburn team that I think is a very live chance to come out here and, and lay a dud. Um, so I think that Purdue is a very live underdog, like I'm on the money line, uh, all that type of stuff for Purdue. Just as real quick thoughts West Virginia and Syracuse. Uh, this is the camping World Bowl that everybody cares. I'm sitting at 67 as a pick. Let me bring up these bet splits here. Q 73% of bets, not surprising. And West Virginia sitting at 27%. Here's the thing uh, Will Greer, uh, obviously sitting out with this, uh, is probably the biggest headline. Will Greer is going to finish his college career uh, never playing in a bowl game uh, in a Syracuse. This game opened seven, six and a half uh, for West Virginia being favored while Greer was kind of in in uh, up in the air for his status. If Dungey plays, I think you have to take use uh, no matter what. And then finally, Iowa State, Washington State. Uh, this Iowa State team, you never have to worry about uh motivation, which is just such a a big box to be able to check when it comes to bulls. Uh it, it really, really is. Despite the the uh uh results uh this up to this point where favorites are, are coming in left and right, I promise you at some point that will regress. Uh so Mike Leach again not been very good in bulls on the other side as well. So if the Iowa State team is getting points with a a never say die attitude, they are never going to quit and they are going to fight for your money the whole time. So absolutely love that play as well. And again we'll talk about more of those as we get into next week, some some marquee bowl games coming up as well. Florida, Michigan, all the good stuff kind of uh, set to unfold next week as well. Uh, Notre Dame and Clemson, just want to talk about a little bit of a money move here. Clemson, obviously, effectively going from minus 11.5 all the way out to minus 13.5. The buyback point for professionals, without a doubt, on the Irish here is at 14. Uh, every time that number approaches that, 13.5. They're going to buy a cheap hook to 14, 14 and a half uh, and take it and try to work in middle all day long there. I think that number is pretty much good. The same thing that kind of happened with Alabama here. They were sitting around 13, uh, not much of a big deal from, you know, 12 and a half to 13 and a half. Once that 14 comes on both dogs, somewhat of the professional buyback as well. And let me tell you this, books are going to have a, a huge liability here for a middle if this Notre Dame Clemson game, if Clemson wins by 14. Uh, and Alabama wins by fourteen. Theres going to be a huge middle opportunity here for professionals uh, that are that are looking to create this middle opportunity. So uh, books beware if you're looking to kind of you know tail some professional action, uh, know for a fact that is definitely the sharp side, sharp side of what some some books are looking to be done here or what some groups are looking to do here uh, for the upcoming Bolsley and in, into uh, that as well. Alabama, obviously, currently sitting in the marketplace as the minus two hundred favorite. Um, so again, let me—I'll run through these as I uh, so for ones that kind of make the cut uh, for our our best bets that I'll put up there on the podcast page for this. Let's go with BYU minus the thirteen, Toledo minus the seven, uh, Army minus the five, uh, BC plus two and a half, Cal minus one, and Miami minus three. Uh, and again the the next set of ones a bunch of games i absolutely love as well um but we'll touch on the, touch to touch on those on the next episode uh on next friday which will be the 20 27th 28th 28th uh on next friday um, but that'll kind of wrap that up uh for this week's set best of the best let's go with army Ling. the nope no you know what, let's go with uh cal cal minus one for the best bet of the podcast as you could tell it's probably going to go with army minus the five there but a lot of public uh, on that as well if you're looking for a number two bet definitely with army and the number there uh, are in the under there as well for kind of a second one. But, uh, for the, the Vegas tracking show purposes, let's go with Cal minus one for the, the best bet on the inside Vegas bull bonanza part two. And we are going to shift gears and get over into the upcoming slate of NFL games. But before we do that, as always, the Sports gaming Podcast Network and the Inside Vegas Podcast are brought to you by MyBucky.ag. MyBookie My is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network in the Inside Vegas Podcast. Enter promo code SGP50. You can get a 50% deposit bonus today. Promo code is SGP50. Play, win, and most importantly, get paid. We're also brought to you by Oddshark. Get free picks from the supercomputer and expert writing staff, as well as data-driven editorial content. And tra- stats and trends you will not find anywhere else. Give him a follow on Twitter at Oddshark and check him out online at Oddshark.com. That dot O-D-D-S-S-H-A-R-K.com as well as the at. All right, so let's break into this NFL. God, almost over, guys. Two more weeks of the regular season before we break into the playoff mode. Um. I mean, it it sounds so cliche to say what a wild ride the NFL season was as it is uh, each and every one. Um, So many different ways you can look at that and and simply saying, you know, it's contrarian as it's contrarian as always. Uh, Last year, that was not the case. Um, But yet I could, you know, you'd still argue it was, uh, you know, quote unquote wild. So. Uh no Thursday night football this week, obviously. Uh games Saturday and Sunday. Washington has Tennessee as Tennessee is installed as a double-digit 10-point favorite total sitting at a nice big 1237 here. Look, I don't know much here. I don't trust Tennessee uh at all. Washington employing the services of Josh Jackson, who was in the arena league not too long ago, or, or a futures contract. I forget what I read about that. Um Oh God, man, I really don't have much for this game. Um, I'm not going to say and pretend to break this down uh gun to my head. I, I would probably take the points with Washington. Um, next one though, I, I do want to talk about this Baltimore game because, uh, God, the Chargers grew up in front of our eyes the last couple of weeks with wins at Pittsburgh and that come from behind victory against the chiefs, uh, Philip rivers, dark horse in third, as far as odds are concerned behind Mahomes and breeze who keep flip-flopping. Look, man, you could argue the breeze or, um, River is definitely the most valuable to his team. Uh, I want to touch on the other side of this in Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. Baltimore effectively is becoming, you know they're, they're evolving, if you could call it that, uh, before I was with Lamar Jackson, and since he's been there um effectively they are running the ball the most out of any team obviously with Lamar Jackson's legs as well as Gus Edwards more than any team in the NFL when you look at the defenses uh, that he has faced i mean Cincinnati Oakland Atlanta Kansas City there aren't better rushing defenses in the National Football League uh for him to throw or for him to you know play against and run against um This is going to be a little bit of a different situation with Bosa on the outside. This Chargers defense with Bosa has been next level, making some plays. This is by far uh, the biggest road challenge and the biggest challenge of Lamar Jackson's young career. What I wanted to bring up by this Baltimore they're you know because they're running the ball so much their pace of play has drastically drastically stopped they are running out this clock um, so I think it makes for a good under angle here uh, if you're looking to get invested in, in this market maybe a first half under uh, full game as well Maybe look to do live as well this uh, this Baltimore team is real and this defense is very real and the same thing can be said for the Chargers uh, so I think that both of these teams are going to struggle offensively Uh, this, this Baltimore team is basically tops in the league against as well as uh Running backs catching balls out of the backfield. Melvin Gordon obviously looking to be get more, you know, get acclimated to this offense. So definitely lean towards the under here as well as Baltimore with the points as long as you can get over the threes and fours in the market right now is the consensus. Atlanta heads the road as three-point road favorites against Tyler Heineke in the Carolina Panthers. Uh, look, I'm not backing Tyler Heineke. That being said, I, I don't know if I can trust this Atlanta team after a win. I wouldn't be concerned, you know, uh, this should be, again, when we talk about my theory of the spread not mattering, Uh, I believe it's like 20, I think it's 22, yeah, 24%. I wrote this up on SGP.com. You can find the article. It's under the What We Learned uh, is updated for the week. Basically 13%, so 1.3% of games. One to two game uh, per week and it's just, so when you look, you know, hear people in, not to call anyone out, um, you know, saying this game, you know, outside of three, seven, um, it's not a ton of value as as much as it used to be. And so to say this game should be a pick at three, uh, I I just truly don't buy it. I I look at this game, much like I do a lot of games um, as a pick and then, you know, effectively install a key number that you're comfortable delaying or taking to. Um, So to me, I don't think Tyler Heineke is going to get his first NFL win against Atlanta, despite how bad they are. So I lean with Atlanta there. Cincinnati guys. What a time to be alive! that Cleveland Browns are a nine point home favorite against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, look one to two games. This to me screams that the type of game, uh, that this spread is going to matter. And you can mark me down right here. Pull the audio later. The spread is going to come into play. Um, this will be one of the two games that the spread comes into play on. Um, absolutely love Cincinnati with the points here. Plus nine. Look, this is a divisional game. and, And I know it's Driscoll and I know Uh, I don't don't care. It's a divisional game. This is the Cleveland Browns as a huge, almost double digit favorite in a divisional game is is absolutely insane to me. I don't care if it's the Hugh Jackson narrative. I don't care if it's the Baker Mayfield revenge narrative. Um, This is too many points in a game that needs to be played on the field. Um, so Cincinnati with the points, uh, plus nine, definitely uh, my lean there as well. I'm not going to go through every game here. I do want to touch on a couple certain scenarios. Minnesota and Detroit. Uh, this one to me is the definition. Uh, if you're a trends guy, you have to almost play Minnesota in this spot. Uh, Kirk Cousins, four and, 22 against, uh, four and 24 now against winning teams, but he is very good against uh, bad teams. Detroit is a bad team at five and nine. Stafford, conversely, I think you guys all know this, the trend by now. I believe is effectively 30% uh, ATS. Uh, against teams with a winning record, that finished the season with a winning record, which is what Minnesota will be if um, they can get past Detroit here. So both of these quarterbacks, this this game is effectively the tail of their careers if you want to um, get on board with Kirk Cousins on the road. It is in a dome. Uh, Minnesota finally got a home game after playing three out of four on the road. Uh, so I think Minnesota is... If you're a trend guy and you've been playing these these situational spots with Cousins and Stafford for a very long time, uh, there's only one way to look here, and that is Minnesota as well. Miami, currently a minus-4 point favorite, total sitting at 38. And look, I wrote this up again on the What We Learned. Uh, Jacksonville, to me, looked like a team that was tanking. Um, Fournette had his way with Washington in the first half of that game, uh, and effectively, they removed him from the situation, was on the sidelines looking kind of pissed, upset about it. Uh, And Jacksonville... Effectively looking to draft either uh, Dwayne Haskins or Justin Herbert if Herbert comes in, and, and they were they're looking to get you know make the decision themselves as taking the first quarterback off the board, as if there's not going to be you know pick one is, is likely to be Bosa. Again, Bosa is still available at a plus 150 on my I think it's definitely worth the investment for first overall pick in this draft. The only thing you got to worry about here is the public consensus. It's about, I believe, 75% of the tickets are on Miami uh, and Ryan Tannehill. This is a competent Miami team, uh, and I think this is a Jacksonville team that wants nothing to do uh, with winning here. I'm going to break down uh, just the kind of uh, primetime slate here because I think i I'm not going to waste time on the Christmas Eve Denver and Oakland game and the last game in Oakland I, foresee uh you know not many people care in there. Kansas City cuz I think a lot of people maybe looked at this number and you know did a did a double take and, and didn't really understand why it was maybe so low. Uh look, m- matchups are everything in the National Football League and <sighs> Seattle is effectively the biggest ground and pound team in the National Football League as it stands right now. Chris Carson should have a huge day in the prop market. Uh so if Seattle can ground the ground and pound this, keep Mahomes off the field. Long sustained drives uh, and really shorten this game and play their defense. Um, this is going to be a very interesting game. I think that people who are loading up on Kansas City, thinking this is KC off a loss, this is also Andy Reid with with extra time to prepare, is a very underrated narrative. In um, Kansas City, this is more of a must win for. I think Ryan said this best on on the SGP Pick Show on for this upcoming week. This is a must win game for Seattle, uh, and a would be nice to have for Kansas City. Uh, and so I think you buy the cheap hook out to plus three, a minus minus one twenty, and play contrarian on a primetime slate. And this could look very, very bad if, uh, you, you turn on the TV and it's, it's 21, nothing before you blink. Um, but again, uh, Kansas city was up 14, nothing. The first two drives against San Diego or sorry, against the LA chargers. Uh, and we saw where that one uh, kind of ended up as well. So placement contrarian, we'll go plus three on Seattle there as well. And finally, uh, new Orleans and Pittsburgh, I wanted to touch on this one as well, because Pittsburgh has, this is, uh, there's a saying amongst kind of gamblers and people in the, the football world is you can't lose twice. And what that means is, you know, if you have a, a huge game, uh, and you drop it and then you're so deflated from that, you see this a lot in college, uh, you lose the next game. I believe it happened with Kentucky. It happened, uh, with maybe LSU after Alabama, um, BC after losing to Clemson, uh, you can't lose. You know, you can't let one game snowball. Uh, and the opposite is is kind of true here with Pittsburgh. Uh, all their hard work and everything would would you know? Is it a, a breath of fresh air that they be New England finally? They slayed the dragon, uh, much like you know Peyton Manning got that monkey off his back. Or is this you know uh, the same old Pittsburgh team that is just zigging and zagging? Here's the issue: Pittsburgh is on the road, and, and as you know. My affinity for for fading Pittsburgh on the road, this team is over eight points worse uh, on the road than they are at home. You couple that with the fact that New Orleans is at home. And again, New Orleans does not look great, uh, but they're finding ways to win games. And that's all you can do in the NFL. And yes, Breeze has struggled, but Breeze has been struggling outdoors um, in the elements in December. And I think there's something to be said for, you know, getting home against this Pittsburgh team. Um, This defense definitely, I mean, probably the best it looked all year last week. Uh, but I need to see them do it again, and I need to see the road version of Pittsburgh do it uh, before I could even think about backing them there as well. So definitely lean New Orleans minus the five and a half, minus the six that's out there in the marketplace. Um, that's really going to do it again, not going to touch on the Monday night game. I don't think anybody could possibly care less about Denver and Oakland. Um, but it's really a, a cut and dry NFL slate here. Um, some playoff implications. If Dallas goes 0-2, if Philadelphia goes 2-0, and they win the division. If you're listening to this show, you're probably listening to the Sean and Ryan SGP show, so I'm sure you know that one out there as well. Um, and Philadelphia has certainly shown to be the, at least at first setup move or, or whatever the case may be there for professional bettors uh, is Philadelphia is definitely their preferred side um, more or another, but for the um, best bet for the NFL side of the house, let's go to the Sunday night football game. Let's go Concheron. Let's go Seattle. Let's buy a cheap hook. Plus three, actually, yeah. Plus three uh, minus minus one twenty If it's out there, if not, take the plus two and a half and, and sprinkle something on that money line, knowing the spread may not come into play one to two times a week. Look back to see what it's done. If it's, you know, not come in uh, yet on the day, um, like it even more. Um, some, a teaser leg makes a little bit of sense with Seattle plus eight and a half as well on the six point and up from there. But let's go with Seattle uh, plus two and a half, plus three if you want to buy the hook. If not, completely up to you as our best bet. And of course, the college one was said before with Cal, uh, minus one pick whatever is out there at your marketplace pick or minus one absolutely fine for the buyout or so enjoy guys um bull bonanza we have a ton of much much better bowls and uh, i know this type of year can degenerates uh you know absolutely love this time of year but there's not as you know much you know marquee games as there is on a tuesday night or a wednesday night of the cheese it bowl and Gasparilla Bowl. but took us all cash the same so hope you guys are enjoying Trends portion um, and, and kind of walking through kind of how to build a model, sustain it, and hopefully get some better luck this week. Again, hopefully we can get back to the window and cash the bet again. So we will talk next week with probably the I believe the final version of the Bowl Bonanza for the week. Yeah, that would be the the last one. We'll cover all the college football playoff games up until the national championship weekend and semifinals and all that type of stuff. So we'll get the rest of the bowls uh, knocked out next week, um, and of course the last week of the NFL before playoffs. So we'll do kind of a, a where are they now, some playoff scenarios, all that type of stuff. After that is in the NFL um, as we wrap up the NFL and God, college football effectively already wrapped up uh, here shortly. So. Talk soon, and as always, please rate, subscribe, and review on iTunes.